How cute is he? Giacomo. Damn. We want to mix this salt throughout all of the curd and break it up into small little pieces. Fondle the mozzarella. There is nothing sexier than Italian men cooking and talking Italian. All right. Look at that. Very nice. It has a sexy vibe. Now we added our boiling hot water. Yeah, that is sexy. Now we're starting to get it into fresh mozzarella. You can start seeing it go. Oh, wow. I never realized that making mozzarella is like a sexual thing. Oh my god. Uh, ah, that looks delish. I don't know if everybody's like horny right now or what. Let's rip this open. Oh. Ah, bunch of sick sandwich right now. Getting turned on by cheese. Mozzarella only makes my hands wet, not my panties. Hello and welcome to Bravo Bravo Effing Bravo. Hi Mariana. Good morning. How are Good you, Nathan? Good morning. Good morning, Nathan. <laughs> I'm well. How are you? I'm all right. I'm doing well. The dogs have got the shits with me because I didn't walk them this morning. Oh, no. No, I watched Jersey this morning. Last night I had to do some cleaning. My God, my floors were disgusting. <laughs> well, was, was the Jersey worth it? Yeah, I, I like Jersey. I thought it was a good I'm, episode. I'm loving it. Yeah, me too. I'm loving it. A lot of the fights that are happening, I don't really know what's being said, what's going on, who's fighting with who, what are they fighting about, but I'm just enjoying yelling. Yeah, I'm enjoying it. I was going to say, you know me, I love my walks on TV, but I need to address something. Oh, yes. So I have addressed this before, sort of, but potentially there are new listeners. We had a lovely listener who very politely, this person was from the UK, and educated me that the word wog in the UK is really bad. Now, I am a wog, which is why I yeah. feel like I can say the word wog. Yeah. It did, back in the day in Australia, used to be a very, very bad word. And then in the 80s, it kind of, we picked it up and we embraced it as our own. We're proud of that. And uh -huh. I was talking to another Euro friend of mine and I explained it like back in the 50s and 60s, we were called wogs as a derogatory word. And I'm like, mate, we came to this country and started cleaning your toilets and now we own the cleaning company that your grandkids work at. So we don't yeah. care. Call me a wog. <laughs> I, I double dutch dare you. You know what I mean? So look. If it offends an entire country, I can try not to say it, but I'm proud of being a wog. So yeah. I don't know what to do with that one. Let me know if it really hurts your heart and I'll do my best not to say it. But thank you to that person who educated me and let me know that in the UK it's still considered really bad because I didn't know that. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to keep on top of everything that offends everyone sometimes. Well, I mean, I get it. It did start off as an offensive word in Australia. Sure, yeah. That was yeah. decades ago. And I've been called a wog in a derogatory way. I mean, only a couple of years ago, some crazy who lived across the road in a unit, who put a letter in my letterbox about my dogs barking. No one else can hear them on the street. I figured out who it was because everyone's like, oh, it's probably the person up there. Mm. I knocked on their door and um, they were cat people. Says it all. <laughs> and he told me to go back where I came from. Oh, no. I laughed in his face. I'm like, mate, I was born here and my English is better than yours. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he didn't speak English very well for an Aussie. <laughs> but wow. it's just like, really, bitch? Like, yeah, so, look, I get it. If someone called my mum that back in the day when she came to Australia, she may have been offended. 
I'm yeah. just not. If someone yeah. says that, yeah. I think it's funny because it's just, dude, go back to the decade you came from. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, I get it. I'll try not to say it, but maybe I'll just say euros. Sure. I that love could euros. Work. But that kind of, you know, that doesn't include, say, the Jennifer Aiden, who is from Turkey. Is Turkey not Europe? Sweetheart. <laughs> Sweetheart. It feels European to me. Love. No, Turkey's not considered <laughs> Europe. <laughs> I thought like half was in Asia, half was in Europe. Or is that Russia? <laughs> no, Turkey's not Europe, darling. Well. Uh, your face looks so confuse right now. God bless you. Well, thanks for addressing that. I mean, obviously, yeah, we never intend to offend people. No. It, it happens, but we don't, we don't, we're, we're not mean-spirited people, even though we sometimes do get a bit negative when we talk about our favourite shows. Mm. But, um, yeah, so, you know, it is what it is. I mean, yeah. now that I'm thinking about it, Turkey, I get what you're saying why you might consider it Europe. Don't they call that, uh, what do they call it? When Eurasia? It's like, is that a no, thing? No, I think it's like transcontinental, as in it's both in Europe, but it's considered Asia. Right. So maybe we're both right and we're both wrong. Oh, I like that. Oh, that seems like that's something to aspire to. I know, I like that. Being right and wrong at the same time, lovely. They don't really know how to do that in Jersey, do they? Oh, no. I know. No, no, no. Shall we get into it? Yeah, let's get into it because I haven't really been up on the Bravo news this week because I've been listening to the Alex Murdoch trial. We won't get into that. It's got nothing to do with Bravo. So some dude in South Carolina allegedly killed his wife and son. And embezzled a oh. shed ton of money from client funds over oh. a decade. Another one of those. Oh, wow. Okay. Basically like Tom Girardi, except now he's accused of killing his wife and son. It's like crazy trial. I was going to say, and there's no housewives involved? No housewives involved. No, no wow, housewives involved. So, yeah, that's that's what I've been listening to. So, yeah. We'll do sizzle topics at the end. All right. Well, okay. So, so this episode of Jersey is called Family, Family, Family. Family, Family, <laughs> Family. Simple. <laughs> But that is what the show's all about. It's true, right? <laughs> we pick up at the calendar shoot party with the fallout from Jen and Dolores. And Jen's just raging in the car. And she did my favourite thing that, like, I feel like we all did when we were teenagers, where it's like, don't look at me. Don't look at me when you're mad. <laughs> she says that to Bill. She's like, don't look at me, Bill. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, the poor guy, he's trying to be, like, the peacemaker sort of thing. And he, he goes, look. And she's like, don't say look. <laughs> or something like that. She's not a happy camper, mate. No, but she's so fun to watch. Fucking hilarious. That scene sort of wrapped up super quickly. I mean, did you have any thoughts on the fizzle, the fizzle topics? I just don't get how you're not allowed to disagree with your friends. Like, can't you just disagree? This, like, Jen saying to Bill about Dolores, she just has to mourn the loss. You could just say you disagree with me, not you're not being a friend to me. Does that what disagreeing with your friend means, that you're not being a friend? I mean, come on, grow up. And it sort of seems like with all these fights, they're ones that aren't resolved from, like, last season. And so, like, the reunion did nothing. (laughs) The reunion only stirred up more trouble. There was no resolution, apparently. Do you think, okay, and I don't know the answer to this, so I really should just Google it, but it seems like to me in my memoir that back in the day there was more time in between reunion and starting to film again, so people just kind of got over it because they were bullshit fights. 
There was that one season of Jersey where it was like a, a month later or a week later or something crazy. Like they were filming the reunion while they were filming the season, wasn't it? And even Andy admits that was a dumb idea. Yeah, but I think there should be a bit more time. Just so that they can get over their shit a bit more. But then I feel yeah, like I haven't yeah. had Jersey for ages. Doesn't feel that long for me. Oh, really? I don't know. Anyway. We get some cutaways after Olivia is still a star, Oh, isn't she? We all know that I'm not into the children, but I literally no. wrote of that they had, <laughs> as you said, little clips. I literally wrote Olivia the star. She's a star. I'm obsessed with her. <laughs> yeah, she's great. And we see Teresa FaceTiming oh, 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 her. Oh, wait, we have to say what Olivia said. Oh, yeah, what'd she say? She said to her mother's face <laughs> in front of the cameras that she doesn't want to go ride her bike because she's scared to fall and risk her beautiful nose that's actually natural. So funny. I fucking love that kid. <laughs> she, she's the best. To her mother's face she says this. I would never have had the balls to do that. I'm so proud of Olivia. She's great. my rose of the episode. Yeah, she really read her mum to Phil. She fucking did. <laughs> so good. So bad. Though. I just couldn't, um, couldn't let it go. It was great. So, yeah, Teresa FaceTimes her assistant about no, the no, wedding invitation. Louis' assistant. Oh, Louis' assistant. Louis' assistant. <laughs> I got so distracted by the phone case with uh, the cutout photo of them on the back of it. Yeah. I was like, vomit. You know, I've been team Teresa and Louis since like last week. Yeah. <laughs> Not since forever, that's for sure, <laughs> but since last week. And just seeing that made me so sick. And then the fact that Dolores had the same sort of phone case I later know. in the episode. I was like, can we stop? Yeah. I've got my boyfriend as my background, like a photo of us as my screensaver, but like <gasps> Not put it on dog? the case. Not Chino. Oh, so I've got... So Chino's the background once you're in. I get you. Look, you know, the one when it's locked. See, this is the thing. When you have two dogs, you have to have one of each. Well, actually, no, I'm not going to lie. My one is a collage photo of all my dogs, past, present. Yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah. And mostly when they're all puppies. Yeah. I know. Because I'm a crazy dog lady. I know. Sorry. Sorry to interject. No, but that's fine. I'm fine with that. But this cutout photo on the back, I was like, oh, my God. I know. Yeah, sweetheart, wait till you've been together 25 years. You don't need a fucking photo. <laughs> totally. So then we go to the Demogorgas. They're packing the Demogorgas. For... <laughs> that that's what I'm going to call them. The Demogorgas. <laughs> yeah. I've been watching Stranger Things lately. So every time they say Demogorgon on that show, I picture Joe Gorga and Melissa Gorga. So... <laughs> The Demogorgas are packing or whatever for Melissa. There's this LA thing with they've got to present an award and Teresa's going, blah, blah, blah. Basically, all they're doing is talking about Teresa. She lives rent-free in their head and they're talking about the engagement party. Like, What else are they going to talk about this season, Mariana? What are they going to talk about? All they talk about is Teresa. Joe expected that Teresa would ask him to walk her down the aisle. If they were getting along, yeah, that would have been cute. And that's the thing. He thinks all these things are olive branches along the way to being close. And Teresa's like, no, when we're close, we'll do those things. Yeah. At the end of the day, both of them want the other person to go first. Well, but also, like, it's your second wedding. Do you really need to be walked down an aisle? No. Like, we don't need all this pomp and ceremony, Teresa. Like, I'm glad you did because it was great content for us when you got married. Yeah. But it's a bit immature, yeah. To be so obsessed with your wedding. I don't know. I, yeah. Look, I told you, I think the whole, like, 
the father giving the bride away, like. It's a gross thing. It's fucking gross in like a little virginal white dress. Like the whole thing was designed by men. We need to shake this shit up. I know. And it can be cute. Like it can be cute. It can be really cute. But when you think about it, you're like, "Mm, that is a bit weird. When was it cute? I don't know. Whenever I go to a wedding and like I see someone walking someone down the aisle, it is kind of nice. Like my my cousin got both her parents to walk her down the aisle because she's like, why would I just do my dad? Like my mum raised me as well, which I thought was, it was cute. Yeah. Even though symbolically it is a bit weird. (laughs) Maybe I'm just not into them and I'm just poking holes wherever I can find them. I'm a bar humbug when it comes to weddings. Probably because, you know, growing up I never saw a good one. Oh, no, that was Mm. a marriage. I never saw a good marriage. (laughs) Right. Ah, This is why I'm not into them. Okay, we don't need to do therapy with me. I've got that next week. Let's move on. Well, Jennifer, she's invited Danielle over. Mm. Danielle calls her house the Caesar's Palace of Paramus, and she means it as a compliment. I know. But I don't know if it is a compliment. It's not a compliment. I'm (laughs) taking it as a not compliment. (laughs) But she intended it as But this chick actually saw the house and was like, I love her house, and I was waiting for, like, the sarcastic laugh afterwards, and we didn't hear it. (laughs) No, she genuinely loved it. I'm enjoying this, Danielle. Me too. I can't tell the others apart just yet because, you know, I struggle with brunettes. Yeah, um, you do, don't you? <laughs> I really do. Fuck, is, that, is that considered a microaggression, Nathan? Oh, probably. <laughs> <laughs> it is what it is. I'm just kidding. I'm literally writing Danielle the blonde, Rachel the brunette, Jen Fessler the other brunette but funny. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I feel you. we got we got to give them a few weeks before we get to know their personality. Yeah. Yeah. So they talk briefly about the Dolores stuff, Mm. but then it gets juicy when Teresa FaceTimes in and they talk about the meeting with the Marge's ex-best friend. Yes. Laura, who's got tea to spill, apparently. Fucking hell. How shit would you feel when you realise that you picked a best friend since childhood Mm. that would actually do that? Yeah. I mean, what went wrong in that friendship? She got pissed off. About what, I wonder? I don't know, man. It has to be big. Because I would imagine I've been besties with my bestie for just as much time, I guess, as Marge did with hers. Mm. And if we, quote, unquote, broke up, because that's what it would feel like, Yeah. I would just be sad. I wouldn't be spilling shit about her. I would just be devastated to be oh, well, angry. Yeah. On, the, on the flip side, though, like, I... My, my besties know a lot about me <laughs> and I know a lot about them. My bestie knows where all the bodies are buried and vice exactly. versa. I would never spill. So I'd be trying to repair that relationship to keep them quiet. Uh- <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, it's going to be crazy. What did you think when Danielle was, like, sort of left out? She was like, what's going on? And they were like, Jen was sort of, like, angling the phone away from her. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and I they got silent. I don't know what's going on there. That was fucking mean. I mean, it was pretty much how Jackie felt last week. Jackie, so funny how she's getting (laughs) sidebarred. I think she doesn't know how to act like a friend of. She's acting like a housewife. Yeah. And it's visible on TV, so it's a bit cringy, I feel for her. Did she know she was a friend of from the jump or did they demote her halfway through or something? No, we knew that ages ago, right? Right. This is why I feel like we haven't had Jersey for ages, but they filmed it because... We knew ages ago that Jackie was going to be a friend of. Were they filming this back then? Surely not. Because that was a fucking long time ago. That was like pretty soon after the last season finished. Okay. Um, So back on this ex-friend stuff. Mm. So do you think the ex-friend 
has reached out to Jen and Teresa or Teresa and Jen have reached out to her? Like how guilty do you think Jen and Teresa should be in this moment? Uh, the fact that they went to meet up with her, they're guilty. Uh, yeah. That's fucked up. You don't – look, it's great for the show but it's mm. not great for friends. If they're actually friends, I would never do that. I think Jen was also saying like, well, if the situation was, was reversed, Marge would absolutely be doing that too. Like do you think that's true? Probably. Yeah, I think so too. I think so too. <laughs> it doesn't mean that that is the excuse for doing it. Uh-huh. She did it because she's curious. She's a nosy gossip. The fact that she turns around to Marge later and says, I would never say any of it, that's just fucking bullshit. Well, exactly. Because she's holding it over her head like it's a threat. Of course. <laughs> so funny. So then we go to Rachel's house. Mm. So, I mean, it's just a bit of a scene to get to know her and her family. What really gagged me was that her stepson has broken five phones this year alone. And he gets a new one. If he was my stepson, I'd say, you're absolutely not getting a new phone. You're getting a Nokia 3310 until you learn how to treat it right. Get a fucking job and buy your own damn phone. You don't need a fucking phone. You're 15. You need a phone case. Borrow Teresa's one with her photo of her and Louie. Like, there you go. Problem solved. Five in, like, not even a full calendar year. Well, she said something about next time you're on a jet ski, put your phone down. Uh, what a little toss-up. Maybe take Mm-mm. away the jet ski as well as the phone while you're at it. He's 15. He should be helping you clean the fucking house. Uh-huh. Not freaking on a jet ski. I'm just so jealous at 15. That's clearly what I was doing, cleaning the house. Nothing in this episode made me angrier than that moment with that little entitled Nepo baby getting five phones. I was so angry. And I'm sorry, like, he's 15 and he's, like, that cute. There's nothing awkward about him. He's adorable. (laughs) He's got everything and I hate him. Any other thoughts on Rachel's family life for the moment? No, I don't care. Yeah, no, me neither. Um, Okay, so then Margaret's getting ready for game night. Mm. And we find out that she met What's-Her-Face through Siggy and we get some Siggy flashbacks. Saggy flicker. She said rhymes with foggy. It took me a while to figure that <laughs> one out. Me too, me too. Um, what spun me out was the little confessional with Jen Fessler. Yeah, she said she hates that bitch now. The way that she said it, though. She was like, yeah, I was friends with her for a minute. I hate that bitch now. I'm like, I love that. I'm liking this Jen Fessler. Yeah, and if we could just make fun of Siggy, like, Every season, I'd love it. I know, I feel bad because I really liked Soggy when she was first on the show, but then I started agreeing with the Marge. She got Soggy. She did get Soggy, but then she got her hormones fixed and apparently she was fine. Well, I don't know. Off camera, she's angered this Jen Fessler or whatever her name is, so she must be a horrible person. Yeah, well, if Jen Fessler thinks that you're a fucking bitch. (laughs) And we trust Jen Fessler. I just love her. She's just... Funny without meaning to be funny. I love her. I think later on at the mozzarella party, she was trying to be funny. I don't care. She was fucking hilarious. She was funny, but she was real trying. I don't, yeah. Again, if you're trying that hard for me and it works. Yeah. Golf clap. I'm in love. So we play games. Mm. What do you think about this whole feeling guilty about licking balls conversation? Like, why would you feel guilty about that? I don't know. That's crazy. I have no idea. I don't need to know. Was it, was it Melissa who wrote Melissa that? Melissa who wrote that. Uh, get a personality, sis. Oh, like, so boring. Know. Okay, so then they talk about Jennifer being more dangerous than Teresa. That's what Jackie says because Jackie got the invite. Margaret finds out about them meeting the ex-friend and the digging for info. She says that someone from Jennifer's camp <gasps> let her know. Now, do we think that's Danielle? Ooh, I never thought of that. Well, who do you think it is? 
But I love how she says there's a mole in her camp. I fucking love that. <laughs> I love that. I mean, if someone's going to be dramatic like that, how can I not love the Marge? I know. It's so Game of Thrones level of, like, espionage. I love But it's just about ex-friends. Uh, and, and girls gossiping. Oh, such, yeah. a, such a stretch to think it would have got back to Marge. Fucking hell. Do they so not know how circles of friends work? Hello? Or, like, TV cameras work? Like... <laughs> Exactly. I just, I'm loving it. Jersey, I'm just really happy with it right now. Yeah, I'm enjoying it. Even the little bullshit scenes are fucking funny. Did you have any other thoughts on this little scene at Marge's house? No, no, I'm good. No, okay, so then we go to Dolores and Paulie. They're ordering in some dins. We just get to know a bit more about Paulie. He seems like a good time gal, like he was having fun at the calendar party. I know, I loved that for him. (laughs) I would have had fun at the calendar party too. (laughs) But we're getting some foreshadowing that Frank is being a bit clingy. Frank's not into Paul. Paul's not into Frank. That's what we're getting. He's not into And him. it shouldn't be a big deal, but because Dolores and Frank are so codependent for mm. someone with, for people with adult children, it's like you don't expect divorced people with adult children to be that co. It is weird. It is weird. And it's not like they're just friends. They rely on each other. Dolores mm. and Frank's relationship is when she needs something, she calls Frank. When Frank needs something... He calls Dolores. That's the part that I'm assuming, sorry, I'm assuming that's the part that Paul has a problem with. Be friends with your ex, but if you need something, you call me, not them. Yeah, yeah. And I guess she's probably thinking like, well, Frank's my side character because he's still, his image still shows up when Dolores has the title cutaway, you know, when it's her scene. Frank's there with the kids. Yeah. So it's like she can't get rid of him for the show. I mean, I don't think she wants to get rid of him. I mean, he's a hoot. It makes sense that it would be awkward. Frankie's now going to have to learn, like, some new boundaries. Yeah, yeah. I'm interested to see how that develops. Of course it's going to be weird. And I have no problem with Paul setting those boundaries, saying, hey, listen, I'm her partner now, I'm her go-to guy. But at the same time, he needs to be respectful of the fact that Frankie's losing a little bit of Dolores in his relationship. Yeah. You know? And it's so funny how, like, with David... Is that Dolores's ex? Yeah. Like, David didn't care. <laughs> David was not interested in Dolores, it seemed. <laughs> David was interested in Dolores's family. Yes. Wow. And he probably was interested in having sex with Dolores. I mean, who wouldn't be? I mean, I'm interested. Yeah, see? I love Dolores. I love Dolores. I love her. I just love her worldview and, like, how she can – like, did you watch her on Watch What Happens Live or listen to it? Oh, probably. Like, or maybe it was with the Danny Pellegrino podcast. I don't know. But she has a way of, like – telling her viewpoint in a way that I'm like, yes, of course. And what she's saying is just like, you don't mess with family. And I'm like, wow, she's so insightful. Like she's just saying things that aren't that insightful, but I'm like, wow, wise. I know. I just, I do. I love how her mind works, how her brain ticks. And she's a consistent person. Yes, she's emotional, but the thing she thought yesterday, she thinks today. Unlike Jennifer, who's so in the moment. So you can't really be on Jennifer's side. You know what I mean? Poor yeah, Jennifer. <laughs> Poor Jennifer. I feel for her. The funniest part of this episode for me was when the invitations start arriving and Jennifer's hobbling down that staircase oh for like 35 God. minutes. I could watch that every day. How does she not have a lift in that wogstrosity? <laughs> How does she not have a lift in that in that Caesar's, Caesar's Paramus? It's so funny watching her hobble. I know. And then when I saw all the invitations, I was like, oh, my God, are these the ones that Ramona ruined? And, yes, they are. They look like very expensive pieces of poo. It's a white box. Oh, you box. didn't like them? Oh, gerberas. <laughs> gerberas. Really, bitch? 
I get it. You want fresh flowers in your invite, gerbers are going to last you. At least like some fucking little daisies would have been cuter than, I mean, I know they're just baby gerberas, but yeah. I don't know. So I just, gerberas? Gross. I just need people to understand that once the wedding has occurred, I'm not keeping the invitation. I'm throwing it. I mean, once you've put it in your phone calendar, you can throw it. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't need to value that. And I don't need to store it on my credenza. I know. If there were nice flowers, sure, you'd pop them in, like, you'd leave it on the table, but they're gerbras. <laughs> they may as well have been carnations. Oh! <laughs> Ew! So funny. And I know this happens later, but when Ramona the pops up with her oh, Instagram live showing the that. thing, I laughed and laughed and laughed and laughed. I know, and me laughed. too. I loved it. <laughs> Honestly, the funniest thing that's ever happened in the entire world. Can we just have Ramona do that on every show? Just a massive head <laughs> popping up on screen? <laughs> and just the fact that she ruined it and everyone's like, well, that's Ramona. <laughs> she ruins things. I love the fact she, this bitch probably spent like $250 per fucking invite and in the end she just had to send an email. Uh, and so everyone's jazzed about getting these invites except for the demagogues. They're yeah. still going on about LA and the awkwardness and it's just like, for fuck's sake. I know. You've <laughs> got to find something else to talk about. Aren't you building a whole house somewhere else? Why aren't yeah. you talking about that? Are you talking about little Joe's football team or how you've ruined your daughter's high school career to swap schools? I would actually be interested in seeing a scene with Melissa and Joe going out to dinner with someone that's actually their friends that isn't on the show. Because we really know nothing about their life other than Teresa. Yes, we need a like a Bechdel test. You know the Bechdel test? No. It's that thing where it's like a piece of media where two named female characters have a conversation about something other than a man. Right. And, like, you know, shows like Lord of the Rings or whatever don't pass the Bechdel test, obviously. Um, they need their own little Bechdel test. Why doesn't Lord of the Rings pass? Because, like, Galadriel, Eowyn and Arwen, like, never have a conversation <laughs> about something that's not a man. You know what I mean? Oh, I see. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay, now I get what you're saying. Right, right, right. Yeah, oh. so they need their own Bechdel test where they have a conversation not talking about Teresa. It's true. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so... Are you uh, saying that female characters on shows only have conversations about a male character? Well, that's the test. Ew, um, that sucks that we have to have this test and we don't pass it. I mean, it, it is interesting to, like, look up a list of all the shows that don't pass that test and you're like, wow, that's bad. Yeah, wow. And, like, the character has to have a name because, you know. I get you. Like, oh, look, there's that minor character talking to the lead. And it's like, well, that doesn't really count. Gotcha, you know? gotcha. Yeah, it, it is interesting. Mm. But, yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Let's get to the mozzarella party. Let's get to the, why do they call it mozzarella? In Italian, it's mozzarella. I don't know if it was, like, a singular or, you know, a plural, like, if that oh. was the thing. But I love, I'm going to call it mozzarella from now on. I loved that. I've noticed that in Jersey when, even when I was watching The Sopranos, they will shorten the word and it's yeah. like that's not how it's pronounced in Italian. They don't just, do, do they, sh I mean, I don't know. Do they shorten it in Italy? I don't think so. Maybe they do. What the fuck do I know? I'm not even Italian. I don't know, but I think it's a brilliant idea for a party. 
Like, I know. Because who doesn't love cheese? Although this Danielle, she's like, it's impossible to fight when you're touching cheese. I was like, okay, Dal, we'll see about that. Like, I mean. We know that's not the case. I know. Maybe it was a euphemism for balls. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. But, like, Melissa threw a bowl of cheese last season. Like, we've seen them fight with cheese <laughs> Oh, my before. God, I remember that. And I remember thinking it was actually potatoes. And I was like, don't do that to potatoes. <laughs> we were so confused. Oh, thank God it was. I mean, I love cheese, but don't mess with my potatoes. Yeah. Maybe I so, do have balls. <laughs> Sorry. You, okay. Well, yeah. Nothing to be guilty. How can you not? Uh, yes, yeah, so everyone's arriving. You know, we love a staggered arrival so they can talk about the people that aren't there of yet. Of course. Love that. Basically, before Jennifer gets there, mm. Dolores tells Teresa to stop sticking up for Jennifer. <gasps> but she uses the C word. Yeah. Stop sticking up for this bleep. Love well, that. Yeah. Do they only bleep the C word? Like, we're pretty sure it was the C word. Oh, she said cunt, mate. She said it. You could tell. I can lip read cunt. (laughs) That's a good skill. Uh, So funny. And then Jennifer arrives. Mm. And while that's happening, other Jennifer, Jennifer Tesla or whatever her name is. Tesla. (laughs) Jennifer Tesla. She's sopping up her thigh sweat with a napkin. And that's when I was like, okay, she's going to be iconic. She's great. They talk about therapy, which, you know, you you love therapy. And apparently Italians have a stigma against therapy, but Jews love it. Yeah. That's what I heard. Yeah, the the Euros aren't really – I see I'm trying. It feels so fake. Mm -hmm. I mean, most – I don't know about most, but we're – my people are village people, right? Oh, I love the village people. Yeah, no, not those I've always wanted to be a cop. (laughs) Oh, you mean mean different village people. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. See, this is what I'm saying. This is why I just use the word wog, mate. It just gets my point across. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, therapy isn't something that they would be approving of. Okay. But it's just, it's a different era. They evolved like we evolved. But the problem is when my parents and grandparents moved from the village, it was like a time warp. They're mentally still stuck in that time. Right. And back in that time, no, therapy was, was something that you would never consider doing. Talking about your feelings was something you didn't consider doing. But just like us, they were also educated and moved with the times. So it's a full fucking time warp. This, this, yeah. this idea doesn't exist anymore except in their minds. Everyone arrives at the party. Mm. What I thought was hilarious was how Danielle didn't invite Jackie because she thought Jackie was eyeing her up and down. And then we get shots of Jackie eyeing her up and down. I know. I love that Danielle was just like, I'm the friend of now, bitch. Fuck off. Yeah, exactly. She said something like, I just wanted to get to know you girls. In other words, she's no longer on this show. She's on her way out. Let's not care about Jackie. No time for her. If Jackie comes back as a full-time cast member at any point, that is going to be interesting. Because that happens sometimes, right? People get a break. Do you think Jackie will be on a break? Or do you think she's just... We're not going to see her at all next season. I think maybe friend of might be a good spot for her and she can just be a friend of for a few years. Well, if she's a friend of, she's got to do more than just fucking be there, which is what we're getting at this point. She's just there. So that's not Mm. doing her any favours. But as we all know, Jackie doesn't need the money, but she certainly likes being in the scenes. Yeah. Last week with the whole you're not including me in the conversation. Yeah, I like to see her struggling with the friend of role <laughs> for some reason. I think that's really fun. So they all get turned on by Giacomo, the mozzarella maker, handling his mozzarella. I mean, how did you, you find him attractive? Oh, yeah, he was hot. Yeah. Oh, he was hot. Yeah. I mean, we don't need him to speak very often, but he was hot. Yeah, that's all we need. Yeah. Um, okay, so then Marge pulls genocide 
to determine if them making up was actually real, blah, blah, blah. She brings up the meeting with the ex-best friend. They argue about who's more disingenuine. I know. That was <laughs> so, funny. That was hilarious. It was clearly going nowhere, this conversation. Like, they were not getting the progress they were seeking. And so they sort of split apart. And Marge is sitting in the pool just, like, talking shit loudly. And Jen's like, I can hear you, bitch. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> God, it was fun. It was so fun. Whose side are you on? Do you think Jen should be feeling guilty that she met up with Laura? Or, of course. Of course she should. I thought Marge was trying to handle it really well. Like, let's have an adult conversation as opposed to, who the fuck do you think you are hooking up with my ex-best friend? Yeah, but the whole, like, if that's the issue, make that the issue. Don't be all like, oh, I thought we made up at the reunion. It's like, well, no, everyone makes up at the reunion and it's always fake. Yeah, like, that's true. <laughs> what are you expecting? Yeah, that's true. You're not true. real friends anyway. The best part of this whole scene was Jen Fessler eating Melissa's sandwich. Oh. She's like, it has mustard on it. It's delish. I'm like, I'm totally into you. I don't know about the shoveling the cheese in her mouth. Maybe she's just a stress eater. She was trying to ham it up. You don't think maybe she was just stressed out about the fighting and that's when she shovels food in her face? Some people nah. are stress eaters, man. I thought she was trying to be comedic. Yeah, I'm sure. But it was funny. It was fucking hilarious. She did a great job. Well, what about when, sorry, Dolores' name gets thrown out, so mm. then Dolores is up. Ooh. And was it Jen Tesla who was like, oh, Fessler, guys. Tesla, not Tesla. Tesla's a car. <laughs> I know, it's funny. Okay. <laughs> so Jen Tesla's like, guys, guys, guys. And Dolores shuts her down and says, wrong place, wrong people to do it to. Yeah, I don't disagree with her. I don't disagree with yeah. Dolores. It's like, you don't know how we fight, stay out of it. I appreciated mm -hmm. that she was like, guys, like, can we try to figure this out? But it's like, this is not a group that wants to figure out their fights. They just want to fight. Yeah, exactly. And then... <laughs> and then Teresa and Melissa are like, well, the the attention's not been os on us for too long. So then they instigate How their did it drama. How become about them? I have no idea. I don't. I'm like looking through my notes. Oh, that's right. Because Teresa decides to break the tension by talking about her wedding. Mm, and the seating placement. She thinks talking about her wedding is going to break tension. First of all, no one wants to hear about your big day, sweetheart. Like, they're already mm. going to have to fork out at least 500 bucks for a present. They don't need to be talking about your wedding just yet. It's months away, right? And then yeah. that's when she says she's thinking about not having assigned seating and Marge, or I don't know if it was a good idea, but Marge says, yeah, maybe, because last time you had issues with assigned seating. I was like, whoa, mm -hmm. that's not going to go down well with Teresa. But because Teresa's just made up with Marge, she's not going to make a thing of that comment. But if they weren't doing well, Teresa would definitely be making an issue with that comment. Oh, yeah. What I loved was Dolores just explaining to us in confessional saying, in an Italian family, it's a big fucking deal where you sit. <laughs> it is a big deal where you sit. Even where my people come from, it's a big deal where you sit. It's a huge yeah. deal. Personally, I love it. I actually like being seated at the back of the room because then I don't have to pretend that what's happening on stage is interesting. Because <laughs> the other week I went to a function and I was sitting in the second row from the front in the middle, which is, it's a pretty good seat. And mm -hmm. I got the giggles and the person in front of me kept turning around oh, no. and looking at me to stop talking. It's oh, like, no. I got the giggles, man. Like, it's not going to happen. And what's happening on stage is boring. 
So you should always <laughs> sit me at the back of the room because I'm not going to stop. It's like a three-hour event of fucking speeches. That's a lot. Lemo. Lemo. Boring. <laughs> so then Melissa and Teresa are doing a lot of like, you started it, you started it. What I did enjoy was Melissa's face with the finger up, which goes, so I'm the bad guy. <laughs> that finger up. What, what did she think she was doing with that finger I up? don't know. She was gesticulating wildly. But Teresa trying to pretend that Melissa and Joe were supposed to sit at her table at the engagement party when at reunion she told uh-huh. Andy that the seating arrangements wasn't her decision. Yeah. Which one is it, Teresa? Did you not do the seating chart or were they seated at the wrong table? And she doubles down on the shittest mm-hmm. lying. I mean, come on, Teresa. You sat them at the number two table, not the number one table. Just own it. And it was a fuck you on purpose. It was a fuck you on purpose. Like, just own it. You know, you're lucky you got an invite. That's what she means. And I bet that's what she told her wedding planner or the event planner at the venue. They're lucky they got an invite. So just fucking admit it. Just just a quick sidebar on fuck you on purpose. Did you see Below Deck? (gasps) Oh. When she said, yes, Sandy. I mean, Captain Sandy. Do you reckon she's getting fired next episode? Maybe. But that was a fuck you on purpose, That was a fuck you on purpose. I loved it. Because she told what's-his-name, the bosun, to stay. She needs a witness. Yes. Uh, This this Sandy, I swear to God, Mm -hmm. I hate her so much. I mean, what she did to what's-his-name? Fraser. What she did to Fraser, not Fraser. (laughs) And why did he say this episode was bigger? Is that because he feels bad? He's taking ownership and blame for bitching about no, Sandy No, I think she's just du- because Sandy's doubling down. I mean, he bitched to staff about Sandy, which, of course, it's going to happen. Who else is he going to fucking bitch to? But as the chief stew, he shouldn't necessarily be bitching. Yes, yes. There's all that insubordination crap. But yeah. when Sandy's like, what did she say? The fish stinks from the head or whatever. And I'm like, <gasps> and you're, the, you're head. the head. It's you. Oh, Sandy's the head. Sandy's the head. Yeah, wow. She's saying that, like, all of your stews, all of their issues are your fault, Fraser, because you're their manager. And it's like, well, who's Fraser's manager? You, Sandy. Oh, I never thought of it like that. Oh, that's a good one. Meanwhile, Root Rat Ross is banging his deck crew and (laughs) she doesn't care. And only because that chick keeps forgiving him. Otherwise, that would be huge problems on deck. This Root Rat Ross, um, he's not <laughs> sitting right rat with me. Ross. And he's not even that cute. Where does he get off being a man whore? I don't understand it. I don't get it. It's only because there are limited options on the boat. Oh, uh, so that was... um. <laughs> that was our sidebar. Do you bar. want to talk more about... But- yeah, it was our no, sidebar. No, but I want to talk about... And that's about- the episode of Jersey, pretty much. I want to talk about Summer House. That's what I want to talk about. Okay. Okay, let's talk about Summer House in this little Should break. Should we get through Jersey first? We're almost done. Well, that's pretty much it. Any, do you have any final thoughts? No, you're right. Fight? That is pretty much it. That's it. We can move on. That's it. And next week we've just got, you know, more of the same. Paulie and Frank are chatting. We learn more about Danielle's backstory. And it looks like there's a boys' night where Joe and Louie go at it. Yeah, so that'll be fun. That will be fun. Yes. Okay. Summer House, Summer House. Um, I did write notes on Summer House. I love that. So I did some roses and some thorns for Summer House. First okay. of all. My first and main rose for Summer House is that Summer House is back. Great. I mean, how could it not be? I love Summer House. My other rose for Summer House is Paige and Mia and Sierra, who's not even there yet. Mm-hmm. I did enjoy seeing this new guy, Chris, in his 
the picture, the throwback of him in fatigues. I mean, I looked twice. Oh, yeah. I looked twice. <laughs> I did like this new girl, Gabby, in what she was wearing, like when she got changed after dinner, like the pool hangs outfit, the pink shorts and the corset top. I liked that. Okay. And then there were a bunch of thorns. Carl's mullet. No yeah. one wants to fuck a mullet, honestly. <laughs> Ugh. Uh, Lindsay's fake tan, awful. Mm-hmm. Just, I mean, yeah. she was so Halloween orange, it was scary. Yes. Yeah. Okay, the Chris, this new guy Chris trying to flirt with the new Barbie, Sam, when they were sitting there on the, the high chairs outside, that was lame. The fact that Andrea's not there, that was sad. I know. We did see in the season, like, more to come trailer thingy that we do get Andrea, so thank God. Okay, mm-hmm. too much hugging with strangers. When you meet people for the first time... We, sh- we shouldn't have to hug. We shouldn't have to kiss. There should be no physical contact when you just meet someone. I'm over it. If okay. COVID taught us yeah. anything is that we don't have to kiss and fucking hug people we don't want to. Okay, yeah. Oh, what else? Carl being a dick to Kyle. Like, dude gave you a job when you didn't have one, didn't fire you when you were drunk at work. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. I don't like this Kyle being a dick to Kyle. And that's weird because normally I think Kyle's the dick. So this is confusing me. Yeah. Another thorn was Kyle's hairy shoulders. Dude, there is no <laughs> excuse. You live with a woman now. I don't mind it. You live with a woman, get her to wax your shoulders. You're not a bear. You don't mind I don't it? Know. You like hairy it's shoulders? Kind of, it's not something I'd intentionally seek out, but I think he's rocking it. This is why the gays are whores, because they'll fuck each other's hairy shoulders. See, chicks just won't yeah. do that. And Carl and Lindsay, I think that might be a thorn. Like, they're just laying laying it on a bit thick. What did you think of this whole, the zoning in the Hamptons, we can't have so many bedrooms shenanigans? I don't know if it's bullshit or a happy accident because they're loving having multiple beds in one room. It's like, so are they implying that someone on the zoning board for the Hampton City Council watches Summer House and was like, wait a minute, one bedroom, two bedrooms. They've got too many bedrooms for that house. And then what, threatened to find them? It could have been when, whenever you do any kind of renovation. Remember how last season they were like, they put a wall in or something uh, where, there, where there wasn't one? Or, yeah. I don't know, it could be absolute bollocks. <laughs> I think it's a summer house fan on council. <laughs> you reckon? It's just said, wait a minute. <laughs> I also love the idea of production just being like, fuck it, let's just make them live more in close quarters. That's what I think it is. I think it's bullshit. I mean, I love it. I fucking love it. (laughs) Turning some of the bedrooms into like a gym, wouldn't you just get go, okay, guys, let's put all the gym equipment outside on the back deck and pull one of those beds in this room for me to sleep in it and then we'll just fix it when we go back. That's what I'd be Mm. doing. I'd be like, someone help me with one of the beds and move it in the other room. I couldn't give a shit. Well, there's cameras. So? So they can be fined with evidence. How can you be fined when a guest moves a bed? I don't know. The production can be fined, I guess. No, I'd be moving it. I wouldn't care. I'd be moving it. Sorry. Anyway, shall we talk about Miami? Yes. In Bahamas, the brujeria in in Bahamas. That was a tongue twister for me. Brujeria. (laughs) Can I just say, that is the funniest thing in the world, that there's accusations of witchcraft and magic curtains. I mean, (laughs) I know that, like, brujeria is obviously a big deal in their culture. So I don't want to be Uh like making light of it, but for me it is crazy and I love every minute of it. 
It's so like I get I get Alexia saying don't go to a botanica thinking about me at all. I get that, but also to to assume that someone's got the evil eye on Mary Soul because she's got COVID in the middle of a pandemic. I know, surely. <laughs> I mean, just because you don't leave the house, it doesn't mean your partner doesn't leave the house. Well, she does leave the house. She's been at every cast event. That's true. She's like, I never leave the house. I'm a hermit. I'm like, I've seen you Maybe everywhere. Maybe husband gave you COVID. I never go anywhere. <laughs> I think she just caught COVID. She just, exactly. It happens. Someone has put out a <laughs> But also a don't forget you. the curse is also because she can't feel her mum's presence and she's gaining weight. Who isn't? <laughs> <laughs> So funny. I think it's hilarious. I love it. I will say with this episode, though, like I had high hopes, but mm. it seems like everything's going to be in the next episode. Yes. Like all the good fighting. But I really enjoyed just being on this property at this exactly. Belmar Hotel in Bahamas. It was great. We finally have accommodation fit for housewives because I'm so sick of finally. going, there's this, I think I told you about him, there's this guy on Instagram that does these cool videos where he watches other people on Instagram and oh, like, comments on like that this is what rich people You're rich, do. I'm poor. Yeah, you're rich, I'm poor. Mm. And he's always like, and you don't have this because you're a povo. I'm so sick of povo housewife locations. I want to see rich people go to rich people places. So thank you, Miami. We're finally at rich people accommodation. Yeah, like. I mean, who doesn't want a fucking butler for a week? I do. And a water slide. Like they didn't even have to leave the hotel for any of these I events. I know, I love it. What do you think of flamingo yoga? It's a step up from goat yoga. Nah, I prefer goat yoga. I, I'm a little scared of the birds too, not going to lie. Thanks, Hitchcock. <laughs> so crazy. Do the flamingos live at the hotel or are they just there? Do you know what I'm saying? I think they live there. They so live there. you think that they are owned by the hotel? Yeah. I would like to think it's... No, I, I imagine the them. hotel probably put in a bit of a habitat for them intentionally. A habitat. I like how you're putting it like that. Yeah, perhaps, perhaps. Yeah, I'm not into bird yoga. Sorry, I'd rather I'd <laughs> rather be into puppy yoga. Can't we just have oh, puppies? That'd be lovely. I saw yeah. the cutest puppy yesterday, smaller than Dax, yeah. fully grown, <gasps> fully grown dog. This thing was oh. probably barely two kilos. It was supposed to be a cavoodle, but it was basically a miniature cavalier. There was no poodle wow. in this cavoodle. It was just cavalier and she was miniature and she was so cute and she gave me all the love licks all over my face. I love it. I was obsessed. Great. Yeah, I was on the way to That's the Woolworths. So yeah. Oh. So cute. Um, do you want to go through this episode or just talk about highlights? Just talk about highlights. Okay. I love that where they're going, like it feels like it's a big destination but it's a 37-minute flight. Yes. Like they could have caught a boat. I know. It's so great. <laughs> it's true. They could have gone on a boat. How long would a boat take so great. though? Couple of hours. 37 minutes. That's a flight, mate. <laughs> it was great. Nowhere in Australia could you get anywhere on a plane in 37 minutes except the next fucking suburb over. I know. I know. Um, How devastating okay, so- that Larsa has never seen the Golden Girls. I guess uh, That made me annoyed. That was I my was thorn of the episode for sure. And it's like you live in Miami. Yes. She keeps acting like she's so young. Sweetheart, you're not. You're in your late How old 40s. is she? She's got to be in her late 40s. Mm, okay. She's mid to late 40s at least. She's got like a fucking 20-year-old. Yeah. Bitch. That's a good point. You're in your late 40s. See, this is the thing with Botox. It just makes people look over 50, so you never can tell how old people are. I don't think 
I like Larsa. No, I think she's a totes cunt this season. And this, like, she sort of sidestepped the braids convo, which is a bigger convo, but she was like, yeah, I get braids whenever I go on holidays. Like, hello. And she and says it's, like, it's cause why? Her, one of her parents is half Moroccan or her parent is, her dad's Moroccan. I don't know. It's just, I was just like, this is odd. I don't know. I'm not touching it with a 10 foot pole, mate. Fair enough. Fair yeah. enough. What did you think of Alexia's ex Pedro, who'd been in school, aka jail? Is his name Pedro? <laughs> oh. Yeah, I think so. I just love that she called it school. Like, I'm used to hearing jail be referred to as away. Yeah, away. I, I like <laughs> camp. I prefer camp. Oh, camp's a good one. No one really wants to go. So it's another place you don't want to go. I mean, who wants to fucking go camping? Ew. <laughs> I don't understand that. <laughs> Like, like I said, my people came from the village where there was no running water. Why would I want to yeah. go back to that? Like I am the moving on and the elevation of my people. We have running water. We have electricity. We have actual streets. Why am I going to go back to sleeping in the dirt? No thanks. Uh-uh. No, no man. thanks. So Julia with the <laughs> Julia with the brujeria pouches and everything. Yeah. What did you think when she was battling with the curtains? And it's just like, obviously, this is a nice hotel. You just tug on the curtains a little bit. They shut automatically. And she's, I think she actually thinks there's a ghost or something. They're automatic. So there is a button somewhere, no? Well, she said there wasn't. I think it's just like you apply a little bit of pressure. It just does the job for you. Call the butler and ask. That's what they're there for. She was like, I'm going to stay in your room. She's running away from it. I'm like, it's curtain stuff. She's nutty. She's nutty She's in the best so way. Nutty. She's totes nutty. She's rich people nutty, right? I do enjoy rich people nutty, yeah. but she was pissing me off at the like the final dinner where mm. she's pulling people aside for a one-on-one to reveal the adoption thing and I'm like, "Fuck, I thought we already we already knew this." Like she thinks she's revealing it and she doesn't want to tell everybody, but it's like at the legal party, she was asking questions about adoption. So it's not really that far-fetched to think she might be thinking about adoption. And also you had one Zoom convo. There's no adoption yeah. yet, sweetheart. Calm your farm. Yeah, she's like, oh, we're going to adopt. And it's like, who? Who are you adopting? This is going to be your storyline next season. Leave it for next season, okay? Yeah. It's annoying me. It is annoying me It's too. annoying me. What did you think of Adriana saying she only watches basic mum and dad porn with a DP here and there? There's something about that woman that she just grinds my gears. I cannot stand her. I cannot stand her. Anything anything and everything about her makes me cross. Ever since you said she was annoying, I found her annoying, which I don't know if you've poisoned me against her or not. I think I might have. I don't know what it is about her, but... I have a memory of when the show was first on that I hated her and I just, I can't let it go. Yeah. People out there listening, you know that in every Housewives franchise there's one person that I can't fucking stand and mm-hmm. it, and it's this one. <laughs> For Potomac, it's Wendy <laughs> and Candace. No, more Candace than Wendy, definitely. But for this one, it's whatever her name is. I fucking can't stand her. And if I don't like someone, I always forget their name. It's this one. What do you think of Lisa? She was starting to get a bit on my nerves with the Lenny counter and everything. And it's like, I know you're going through it, but ugh. There's nothing else that she's focusing on right now, so I don't blame uh-huh. her. I give her this season, well, next season, yeah. move on. Do you know that she's in hock for 85000 to her lawyers? Well, yeah. I mean, lawyers cost money. I'm assuming she's expecting Lenny to pay like the judge to rule that Lenny will have to pay her legal costs. 
Maybe Nicole can throw a black card down on the lawyer's lap. Yeah, hopefully, because if if that's not ruled in her favour, she's going to owe a lot of dollars. This Lisa, though, she annoyed Mm. me when they're all having lunch. She's like, i got to call the nanny to check on the kids, and she does it at the table and has the loudest conversation I've ever heard at the table. Go off, man. No one wants to hear you talking to the nanny about the kids. They've all got their own kids to worry about. Didn't Dorinda do that and Ramona yelled at her and it was a whole big thing? (laughs) Like, it's annoying. Have your private conversation elsewhere. Don't make phone calls at the table. It's so rude. Go to the quiet carriage. Because I don't care about your kid. Like, I, really I care about don't. Lenny being an asshole, but I don't care about your kid. I don't. The only reason why we love Olivia is because she's entertaining as fuck. And we love Dolores' kids because they're sweet as. They're adorbs. And they rag yeah. on Frank and we love that. Yeah. <laughs> My favourite part of the episode mm. was the spirit of Jennifer Shaw coming through with Marisol on the in the megaphone <laughs> at the end. What? Oh, yes, yes, yes. I did love it's that. Like it's Jen Shaw. It's like she came in. It was like the New York episode when- uh, Hi. 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 I love it. Yeah. I mean, but it was better it was than so that because it's Marisol and Marisol is hilarious. And she bounced back from COVID pretty quickly. Did she not have the COVID? I think it was like she's on day eight or something, so she just missed a day. Or she thought she had COVID and the test came in and she didn't have COVID. She probably just had like a hangover flu. <laughs> well, um, I wouldn't be surprised if she had a hangover flu. <laughs> no, exactly. Because she's an alco. I did enjoy it, but, yeah, next week's obviously going to be the episode. Yeah. yeah. I was a little bummed. I was that, a little um, bummed, but we got some pretty pretty things to look at. Yeah, so yeah. it's good. Um, do we want to do sizzle topics? All have right. you still got them? Or I'll have to. I'll have to go to the open the page six again. Hold on. What's happened since we've started talking? Oh, Raquel Welsh is dead. Oh Jesus! I know that's got nothing to do with housewives, but Raquel Welsh is dead. Oh, sad. And who was that person? <laughs> Dude, <laughs> are you serious? God, I'm old. Anyway. We're moving on. So apparently Brandy, when she was filming Ultimate Girls Trip, there was another incident where she propositioned one of the producers by saying something like, do you want to fuck me tonight? Now, this producer has been on the show for ages and so knows Brandy really well and took it as a joke. But because they had to go through footage when they were investigating Mm. the Brandy and Caroline Manzo stuff, they saw it and they had to address it. So I think it was a joke, but, yeah, because of all the other shit. Yeah, it's a joke, but it's a workplace for that producer and for Brandy. It's uh, like, you know. It's hard, but when your workplace is where you're drinking, it's hard not to be casual with everyone. Yeah, I know, but just leave the backstage as the backstage. Yeah, I guess. Even though I do love when we see production <laughs> and they're like, I need Andy and a camera and all that stuff. I do love that. I do love that stuff. <laughs> but Brandy's a psycho, so. Brandy is a bit of a psycho, but aren't they all? Yeah, but Brandy's a bit more unhinged than most. Yeah, that is true. That is true. I mean, there's more shit about Teresa and Jacqueline Larita making up and the fact that they all, they're blaming Melissa for it. Melissa does get blamed for everything. (laughs) It's true. Well, when she said in this episode, so I'm the bad guy, it's like, yes. (laughs) Was that rhetorical? Yes, you are the bad guy. Melissa's the bad guy because she put herself in in between the fight and she put herself on the show. Yeah. There's nothing she can do. But, I mean, 
I don't know. Do you think Jacqueline just wants back in on Housewives? She wants an invite to Old McGirl's trip, so she's making herself relevant. That's what I think. Oh, maybe, yeah. I mean, yeah. really, Jacqueline, you haven't been on the show for a gajillion years. No offence, we don't care. Mm. And Melissa took your side when you were fighting with Teresa. How is it now Melissa's fault? Whatever. I don't I just, I don't care. Yeah, no, me neither. <laughs> There's nothing really... I mean, there's stuff, but it's like bullshit stuff. Like Whitney Rose giving some of the girls Valentine's Day gifts and others none. Like, do we really care? No. This isn't a thing. I've put Salt Lake on pause. Exactly. So I don't need to engage. Yeah, I really don't have anything else. Like I said, there's stuff, but I don't think it's anything's worth a mention just yet. So I think we're good. Okay. Well, if anybody hears anything juicy, send it through to us at effing bravo on Twitter or Insta, or if we're offending anybody, you know, give us a heads up. I mean, you're <laughs> um, very sweet, Nathan. We are not offending people. It's me. It's always me. And I'm fine with not that. always. Oh, come on. When did you offend someone? Um, I don't know. Just come for me. I can take it. <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks, Mariana. Thanks, thanks for listening, everybody. I know, right? Talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.